Every day, for the duration of this current unpleasantness, Cood Street is spending ten minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of extra time on their hands. Today, I'm spending ten minutes with best-selling author and longtime friend of Cood Street, Alistair Reynolds, who joins me from somewhere in Wales. Hello, Al. Hello, Jonathan. Yeah, good to be here. I mean, sunny, it's a beautiful sunny day in South Wales here. We don't, we don't, we don't get many of these, so uh, they're, they're to be... I was going to say, I didn't know that you that you did sun at all. I thought it was just sort of like, you know, rolling moors and kind of grey clouds and drizzling rain Drizzle for 300 gray. days yeah, of the most year. Most of the time, that's that's it. You're, you're bang on. But uh, no, it's quite nice today. Yeah, We made the most of it. Excellent. Flowers great- are out, birds are tweeting. It's, it's <laughs> a great day to be out for a ramble. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, did, I had a slight walk yesterday, so uh, definitely not. We're, we're allowed one, one, one piece of mandated exercise per day. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mandated? That sounds awfully, yeah. Yeah. awfully <laughs> Orwellian, doesn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. like I, I get it, but oh. yeah. So, yeah. so tell me, with, with all, everything going on in the world, you know, are you able to work? Is, is, is life continuing or is it completely sort of throwing you off your, off your rhythm? I'm, I'm working okay at the moment. I've got this theory that when, life throws certain stuff at you, um, you know, emotional stuff, um, challenges in your personal life, professional life, whatever. There's, there's a point at which writing actually becomes a useful escape valve. So you can kind of dig into, dive into fiction. Be, be, I suppose it also works as a reader, but certainly if you're creating fiction, there's a point where you can kind of just close the door, just get your mindset into, into some sort of creative space and, 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 and do fiction. And that's always worked for me in the past. There's a point where that doesn't work. I think that it, it, when you sort of turn up the, the sort of pressure valve enough, then then everything just goes to pot. And, and I, I, I can't write when when all, all hell's breaking loose. Sure. But at the moment, I'm just chugging on and doing my sort of, um, you know, usual amount per day um, in, in a fairly good groove with the novel. It seems to be going quite well. Excellent. Um, and, you know, that that. It, it isn't all that different from the normal week to week life of, um, of, of a writer. You know, I go, I have a, an office in the garden where I write. That's still there. Nothing's changed, you know. Um, so I, you know, it, it's not affecting me anything like the degree that, you know, so people who are sort of self-employed. Sure, you know, of course. Have a real, real yeah. tough time. Yeah. No, so yeah. Writers, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but, um, it, it's, it's not a huge, uh, problem at the moment. Yeah. So let me ask you, what are you reading in, in, in this time of the pandemic? Are you sort of turning to comfort reads? Are you turning to challenging reads or just as whatever it comes well, along? I, I, I had a book on my shelves that's been glaring at me for 10 years. One of these things that you kind of, you know, when you, when you're, you've finished a book and you just want to pick another one off the shelf, it's always one you sort of finger lingers on. <laughs> not today, not, not this week, no. Um, and the reason that I've been put off that book for so long is because it's so enormous. And the book is Neil Stevens' Anathem. Okay, yeah. Anathem, Anathem. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. What the default is on that one. I, I bought it when it was, I think it was a Clark shortlisted novel, um, probably probably one of the years I had a book in, in, on, on the Clark list. And I'd often buy the the you know the other sort of titles just to get an overview of what, what, what the competition was like. But for, for one reason or another, I never dove into it it was just too intimidating it's 900 pages and there was always something else i'd rather rather have a crack at but i mean going back quite a way now probably back into february i thought no i'm going to give this one a go i just feel like um a really meaty immersive yeah. doorstopper science fiction book 
nothing to do with COVID-19 sure, sure. because that was, that, that, that hadn't really, I mean, it was sort of on the horizon, but it wasn't sort of, um, in, in the news as it is now. No, I just fancied losing myself in a really big, challenging doorstopper. Um, and I've got to say, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, people often, you know, you, you get in, people say, what, what do you think of so-and-so? Yeah. Um, Neil Stevenson is a writer that comes up quite a lot in those conversations. Mm. Do you read him? And I, I, I'd always be a bit stuck because I say, well, I uh, kind of read The Diamond Age and I thought it was uh, kind of okay, but it didn't set my world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, I get it. Okay. So I'm sort of, I'm a sort of, I've sort of had my sort of road to Damascus moment. I say, oh yeah, you know, I get, I get it. I get the, I get the Stevenson thing now. It's, it's rather wonderful. It, it's, it's, it's a difficult book. Well, I don't actually, I think if you've read Gene Wolfe, it's a doddle. He throws you into this Byzantine world of kind of monks, but they're not monks. And they, they're sort of in a sort of academic mm. monasterial lifestyle, but they don't believe in God. They believe in mathematics mm-hmm. and all the languages are archaic and twisted and futuristic. And he doesn't explain anything, which I love. I love that just in at the deep end approach but you do need to sort of soldier through the, the, the sort of first few chapters before it's if, before anything like a story or a plot begins to sort of <laughs> faintly emerge i have to say I was, I was kind of put off because i read cryptonomicon and i loved cryptonomicon uh, okay yeah. and then i tried the next thing the system of the world thing which is like yeah. about 12 million pages long yeah. you know, like i had yeah. nine novels i could write so i'm gonna put it into one series and and that sort of threw me off. But, you know, this sounds like it's kind of an engaging book to be reading. It is. Uh, I, I didn't read uh, any of the Cryptonomicon System of the World books either. I, I just thought, not for me. Um, having said that, now I might well go back and visit Cryptonomicon is pretty great. Yeah. So. yeah. But no, Anathema is really good. It's got loads of really good science fiction stuff in it. I mean, it's got stuff about, um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of nuts and bolts stuff about orbits and how you how you might detect a spacecraft in orbit around a planet if you you know if didn't know there was one up there then this you know um it gets into sort of parallel worlds um quantum chemistry um alien technology it it, it, it it's all the good stuff but it's got a very engaging narrative style and the, and the sort of protagonist is very well drawn i think very engaging and likable young man who's sort of navigating his way through this um this you know this this world of monks doing maths so you know i'm i'm nowhere near finishing it i'm way past the 600 page mark so i've probably got a few more weeks to go but it's certainly he's doing it for me it's it's a it's it's a it's it's a very interesting book to sort of dip into yeah and if anathem is absorbing your attention right now is there anything that you'd recommend to people to try at a time when they do have time on their hands well, a couple of things. I, I, I had a look at the books that are on my teetering stack by my bedside table. It's, it's horrendous, really. But a, a sort of perennial favorite is the very best of Gene Wolfe. So I've got, I've got the sort of subterranean um, omnibus of Gene Wolfe stories there. Um, but any, any Gene Wolfe collection, just just if, if that's remotely your thing, just Go back and re- reread some Gene Wolfe. Go back and reread the, the the book of the New Sun or something like that. I, I do it about every ten years anyway. And I, I I I always get something new out of Wolfe. Um, there are stories I've read like six times and I still don't get them. You know, <laughs> I still, oh, don't, what's the point of that? Oh, and it's like yes, but I'm not seeing something, and maybe the next time I'll get it. Um, but it, it there's enough in the prose that 
rewards you for for the, for the effort. I think so. I, I'm always I've always got a wolf. Um, I'm working my way through a modern translation of the Three Musketeers, uh, uh, which which is enjoyable, very sort of contemporary sort of feel to the translation. I enjoy that. I just dip into that every now and again. Um, I've got a biography of Wilfred Owen on the go. Again, I just dip into it every now and again, just read a few pages. It's quite enjoyable. Um, reading a wonderful book called Made to Order as, as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but one of, one of the, certainly one of the, I mean, my, my story aside, it's a really good anthology of, uh, of, of interesting um, different approaches to the, to the question of robotics and very timely. So I think, that, I think a lot of people will, will be reading and enjoying that book this year anyway. But it's it's a good it's a good time to dip into short fiction, I think. Yeah, in terms of stuff that people might want to look out for um, that that's either has come out or is just coming out, I, I can't say enough about Liz Williams's new novel, uh, Comet Weather, which I, I I had the pleasure of reading it last year, um, quite quite late in the year, and it was such a wonderful breath of fresh air as a novel, just a, just a really wonderful piece of piece of fiction. Um, very, um, you, you can't describe it. I mean, it's sort of, um, it's a contemporary novel set in uh, you know, a, a realistically depicted Somerset in and around Glastonbury, which is a part of the country that Liz knows very well. But it's also about um, magic and witchcraft and time travel uh, and celestial beings who haunt houses. It, it you know, it's uncategorizable. I've, I've heard people sort of put it in certain. You know, yeah. it almost sounds like, like like a, a a cousin of Mythigo Wood or something like that. Yeah, that's that's one of the sort of pointers. And I, I for my sins, I haven't read Mythigo Wood. I really I really ought to. But yeah, that's one of the sort of sort of markers that comes up. Um, but I thoroughly, I mean, it's beautifully written. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's engaging. It's also um, scary when it needs to be, but also properly funny. As okay. well, and what she could do, she can sort of do that on the same page. Yeah, you know, uh, and it takes some 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 skill to do that. So I've always been a fan of Liz's. Um, I hope this book gets a bit of traction, gets a bit of attention in, in yeah. the sort of uh, wider world. Really, it's not just a book for genre readers as well. I think it's someone that uh, it's a book that could be you know enjoyed by anyone with a, a slight taste for the for the weird and wonderful. Excellent. Well, I know that Gary was very enthusiastic about it as yeah, well, absolutely. and a few other people have been yeah. talking yeah. it up. So it, it sounds like a great book. And I, I guess just to sort of round things out, I should ask, do you have anything new out in the world? Where are things at with Alistair Reynolds in bookstores right now? I, I had a book out, um, a new novel in, well, it came out in the UK at the end of January, and I think it's, the American edition was a bit later, uh, sort of around about now, which is the third in my so a sequence of books set in this Revenger universe. So the third book is called Bone Silence. That's just appeared. Um, I, it, it, I'm done with that for now. <laughs> I, I re- really enjoyed it. Um, but I want to move on to something of new. Of course, yeah. past is new for, for, for the next book. So that, that sort of, it doesn't close off that universe completely. I, and I kind of had a lot of enjoyment writing in it. I enjoyed the characters. I might allow myself to revisit it at some point if there's enough interest out there in the world. Um, it, other than my story in Made to Order, I, I'm, it's going to be a really quiet year for me, 2020, in terms of published material. And that was always going to be the case. I mean, it was just going to be one of those years where I don't have much out. I mean, a, a book early in the year uh, and then a short story in, earlier in the year, and that's it. 
Um, I'm working on another novel now, which is a, a, a book in the Revelation Space universe. It's not, it's not it's not really a sequel to anything. It's just a no- novel with that with that shared background, which will I'll, I'll deliver it this summer, um, and that'll come out next year. And that, that, that's as much as I've got on. You know, I, I love it when I've got like six or seven stories in inventory that, you know, oh, Jonathan's got one and (laughs) this guy's got one, you know, and I I love it when there's that feeling that you've got all these little, you know, things that are parceled up and waiting to go out into the world at some point, but I I just haven't written enough short fiction lately. Well, it sounds like in in many ways, though, it's a good time to be focused on novel and just doing that rather than having your attention pulled around to other things. Well, that that, that was a sort of deliberate strategy as well. I felt um, I, I, I... kind of tied myself in knots in in the last few years um over committing on short fiction things and you know all of them good fun all of them sure. nice things to, to have done it's always enjoyable to finish a piece um but at the same time there are pressures to write and deliver novels that uh, can't be ignored so i i just took the you know the foot off the short story pedal for for a, while. For a bit yeah but but i love short fiction Excellent. Well, you know, I'll go back to it. Well, I just want to say thank you for spending some time with us today. You've given readers or listeners a lot of things to look out for. And I really appreciate it. And I hope things go well with Bone Silence and that maybe we see you a little ways down the road. Thank you, Jonathan. My great pleasure. Thank you so much. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to talk, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Okay. So, yeah. thank, thank you, mate. All the best. <laughs>